Hello, Assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound, and healthy. And I am back with some news. Um, hopefully, it's good news. Um, as we know, Harim Shah is on the roll, and she is um, um, attacking all the um, illegal elements of the government, left, right, and center. Um, she released some videos, compromising videos of Molana who ran away to Thailand, now probably looking for some consolement there. Um, she uh, released some videos of Rana Sanaula and uh, that had him go to the hospital, feigning a heart attack. Um, and now she released videos of Johan and one or two other people who left PTI. Well, these are people who, as we know, remember one of the basic uh, problems we had with Imran Khan was that he allowed these turncoats to come from other political parties to join him. And we always said that they would uh, stab him in the back. And every single one of them actually did. Every single one of those people who were not originally the members of PTI have left PTI, which we're actually very, very grateful for and thankful for. We hope Imran Khan's learned his lesson there that the public is not that stupid that uh, you need these uh, veteran turncoats in order to gain our votes. We're not giving them votes, we're giving you votes. You need to understand that even if you make some Chaprasi stand for for votes, we'll give it to him because we know it's your votes. You need to remember that. So I don't know why it is that you thought that you needed these people, uh, you know, these tick and give them tickets uh, because uh, of their so-called influence in their areas. As you can see, they got, they got the votes because of you, not because of their previous influences in their area. But anyway, so all those turncoats that are leaving one by one, um, Harim Shah is just releasing <laughs> explicit videos of them <laughs> one by one. And she's on a roll, as I said. Kudos, seriously, kudos to her. Uh, she has more to come. She also released uh, some uh, clips and videos of um, Hina Butt and uh, Rifat, the two women who have been extremely vocal in their um, abusive languages towards uh, other women or towards Imran Khan's uh, party, Imran Khan himself and his members. So she just reminded them to, you know, sweep before their own door. Um, she reminded Hinapat of what a famous, renowned drug addict she is, um, that she's always uh, consuming alcohol and drugs, and she thinks that it's part of her, you know, uh, uh, it's like a hobby or part of her leisurely lifestyle. <laughs> it was hilarious, though. And then Rifat, who, again, you know, always tries to talk as, as if she's a very self-righteous, um, to expose um, her all, almost always semi-naked uh, moving around in her circles or out of her circles uh, on a daily life basis that was also a good one because as we said you know we don't care what you wear and what you do but then that but then that means that you don't have the right to judge others on what they wear and what they do so obviously if a person who is moving around semi-naked and that person talks about other women or men and passes judgment, then you need to remind them where they come from, right? Um, similarly, talking about Imran Khan and trying to say that he's consumed drugs and all, when the whole world knows that he's never even touched a drop of alcohol. And these are 
these are claims from people who are right now not even his friends but they have been begrudgingly you know they have had to accept it and admit it and they've had to say it uh, that i'm sorry but you can say whatever it is that you want to say about him but he's never touched a drop of alcohol and uh, you know trying to make him into an alcoholic or a drug addict when the fact is that uh, again pmln's members and people's parties members and pdm's members are all actually known alcoholics and drug druggies right so i mean rana sanawala wasn't just taken in by the anti narcotics force uh, for no reason you know uh, which they're trying to make it out to be that it was you know imran khan uh you know it's, let me tell you one thing uh the public is a witness to the fact that imran khan never took revenge against these people in fact that is one of the things that pissed the public off let me say it right out loud one of the things that really made us mad was the fact that imran khan did not use the opportunity of him being a prime minister to crush these people we wanted him to crush these people so that they could just never raise their heads ever again and he didn't do it and again we keep on saying this is why he is where he is today this is why we are where we are today because imran khan was not interested in personally crushing them he left it to the system to do what was right you forget the system basically is owned by them so the system is never going to do right by us or by you imran khan and number 2 you should have at least ensured the right people be put in the right place so that the job could get done he never even did that so how and why was imran khan supposed to have been able to uh create a revengeful uh situation scenario or condition for them i don't know because the 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 main complaint that the public had was stop wasting our tax money with trials and stop letting them go in and out of prison where they're living lavishly in prison because Maryam Nawaz keeps on talking about how she had to use a frying pan to press her clothes first of all nobody is even given clothes to press in the prison i mean who who has been to prison and had a change of clothes tell me the fact that she was in prison wearing her own clothes and then pressing new clothes to change into that in itself is a luxury number 1 the fact that she has a frying pan would suggest that she had a stove somewhere again a luxury who has a stove in jail and the fact that shabash sharif her uncle was always coming in and out of jail bringing her fruits and juices and specific recipes and specific uh, you know uh, uh, how do we say that dishes for breakfast lunch i mean seriously princess you were living again on our money this is all taxpayers money going to you the more lavishly you people live in prisons the more of our money is being bled out of us the more you're stealing from us basically so yes we were pissed at imran khan that he was not taking revenge from them that he left it to the system uh, to do what's right and the system belonged to them because they had their people in place so they just paraded in and out of jail just to show you know just as a formality they were never really even in jail right and rana sanawala again if he was taken in he was taken in by a case in which uh, actually the cabinet questioned uh, the the anti narcotics force over and over again and they questioned all the related investigative and law enforcement departments to make sure that this was not just a bogus case 
and they were given concrete evidence that this was not a bogus case and this is the only way or reason that it was allowed that okay you can arrest him that is the only way the warrant was given it was issued and yet and yet now they're claiming that this was if this was revenge rana should have been dead seriously why is rana alive why is he moving out just just the fact that the drug case on him was real should have kept him in jail but the minute the minute pdm comes in the minute the prime minister is ousted rana is out of jail again and he's the minister he's a minister on the other hand you have nawaz sharif who's disqualified you have jahangir tareen who's disqualified and the establishment and the army they uh, they make jahangir tareen their front man and they create this party which basically is the army's party so the army has created this party using a disqualified man a man who the supreme court has disqualified so that means that he cannot participate get involved or even be a, a you know a part of politics the same goes for nawaz sharif and yet nawaz sharif is running his party albeit it's through maryam nawaz but we all know she's getting her orders from nawaz sharif because every now and then he comes up for air you know to give statements and then he goes crawls back into his dark hole and then you have Uh, two to three cap- members uh, of PMLN that are di- that were disqualified. One of them being Rana himself, and yet look at them, they're ministers, right? And then you have Jangir Tareen who's disqualified, but suddenly he's become head of a new party that's being created, which obviously we know is actually being created by the army. The and again that is treason. By the way, let me remind you, army. then that what treason means so this also means treason because the army is not supposed to be involved in politics whatsoever again remember your place your place is security okay your place is security your place is being our bodyguards you are not our rulers you are our servants please remember your place and on the other hand the army is acutely aware of the fact that the public is extremely resentful of the army right now because of the open treason the army seems to think that it can constantly change its narrative like how these politicians have been doing but you're wrong you cannot change this narrative no matter how much you try no matter how many people from the pdm coalition parties you hire to to chant on the streets slogans about you know um, uh, positive slogans Uh, that they are with you i'm sorry the public is not with you the public will never be with you because you violated the public's sanctity you violated the sovereignty of the state you violated the state because it is the state that chose and elected imran khan and put him where he was okay and you just went against the state you violated state sentiments you violated state's rule of law when you ousted him working with a foreign entity no less i mean everybody in the world knew that a cipher was sent and we knew what the cipher said and he because imran khan had promised us transparency he gave us transparency he gave us everything good and bad out in the open okay he never hid anything from us this is how his life has been throughout his life imran khan has been an open book we have seen him be a playboy we have seen him turn into a religious man we have seen him get married more than one times we have seen him with his girlfriends for crying out loud the man is as transparent as a glass unlike you people who are always hiding in the shadows and concocting god knows what plans and potions seriously 
So obviously, who are we going to look at and who are we going to believe? We're obviously going to believe Imran Khan. And, okay, you have a problem with us believing Imran Khan. Uh, the foreign minister at that time accepted it. And then your security uh, council, you accepted it. The security council accepted it when they, they had concrete evidence of the fact that the cipher was sent, that Imran Khan needs to be ousted otherwise. You know, because Imran Khan is not giving America bases, because Imran Khan does not want another war waged on Pakistan soil. And you, the army, whose duty it is to maintain that security of Pakistan, you decided that no, you want to wage war, you want a foreign entity to enter your land and wage war. Is that what you want? You want more of your people to die? I know you don't give a shit about your people, because after all, since PDM has come, you have been murdering people left, right and center. You've been murdering lawyers, you've been murdering people in the in in the bureaucracy who who do not agree with you you have been murdering people in the army who do not agree with you you have been mur murdering people in the intelligence who do not agree with you you have been murdering people in the public amongst the public you have been murdering people who are your political rivals who are journalists i mean who have you left really you've been kidnapping and torturing and murdering people left right and center so you have just gone against your own state the establishment and the army cannot change this narrative at all, okay? And then uh, GEO, the channel of India. We have always referred to GEO as the channel of India. So if I remember well, at that point, I was in the media. And when GEO had begun, it was supposed to be the largest network of this and the largest that and the largest this and the biggest that and the biggest this. And basically all boiled down to the fact that we used to call it India's channel because 65% of its shareholders were Indians, okay, um, and they and and the rest belonged to again these uh, traitors uh, who are part of you know who are basically uh, supporters and voters of uh, PMLN, you know, of Nawaz Sharif, and the and it was obviously because of Nawaz Sharif and Shabazz Sharif that they got to make this channel in the first place, and uh, like Dunya, you know, Dunya News is another channel that was made on connections. The owner of Dunya used his connections to create his educational institutions with Shabash Sharif. He used his connections with Shabash Sharif. It is not a secret, it's, a, it's an open fact. And then he used those same connections to build more schools and then he used those connections to create his channels. So have you ever seen these two channels give you correct, verified, object, uh, objective news? No. In fact, this is something that we, the public, have been complaining about the mainstream media is that, uh, and that is again another issue we had with Imran Khan, is that he did not interfere with the media at all. And we wanted him to interfere because the media had sold itself out to the traitors already. And so that is why they were not giving us news of what was really being done by the government, but they were always giving us fabricated news, misinformation, disinformation, that was fed to them by Maryam Nawaz through her media cells and by Maryam Nawaz openly. Have you ever seen any country where the media is actually broadcasting criminals and wanted criminals at that um, on television and are not giving enough time to talk, uh, to, to talk about what the actual government is doing and that they are actually giving so much airtime to people who the public absolutely hate 
and that they are in the name of US aid that the mainstream media has eaten up so much money, taken so much bribe from the US government uh, to work on anti-state elements, anti-state news, and to give anti-state, you know, traitors, uh, you know, airtime and yellow journalism and bad journalism and bad reporting has been rampant for the past three and a half years. And we have been complaining about it. We've been telling the government to do something, but Imran Khan had promised that he would never interfere with the media. And so he didn't interfere. He made basically the same mistake Musharraf made. Musharraf is the one who gave the media full freedom. And how did the media thank Musharraf for it? They took American dollars, they worked with anti-state elements, and they toppled Musharraf. America toppled Musharraf because Musharraf was being very open, very blunt, very daring, and he was very openly uh, disagreeing with America, and he was very openly talking about America, how America used and paid Pakistani army in their war of terror. And that is why he was toppled, because he was not going to allow America to use Pakistan anymore, although he had already listened to America when he gave NRO to these same criminals. Every single time, notice that America gets very, very involved in bringing Nawashi Prince back into Pakistan. Why? Why? How would you like it if we started interfering with your politics, your internal problems? And now you remember that we are that it's internal. Oh, so now now that you've actually fucked everything up, so now you remember that this is Pakistan's internal problem. And by the way, here's another uh, another example of fabrications and ba- and bad reporting and fake news. Um, when Khatija Shah was arrested, she had mentioned that she was a dual national, but she never mentioned which nationality it was. And she said that she was in contact with her embassy. And after that, it was again our own news people, uh, the the media, as well as the government, the so-called government, uh, this Rana Sanaula and all, they were the ones who started saying that she was uh, actually Canadian, that she was Canadian and that the Canadian embassy sent their lawyer and, you know, they showed him footage. And so the lawyer just, you know, surrendered and went back saying that, oh, it's your own internal problem, right? And now we're finding out that it was actually America. That is the American embassy and that her dual, that her, 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 she is an American national. And if you remember in my previous podcast, I had mentioned how America had always, um, you know, uh, disregarded uh, the non-white Americans. But, but, but even if they're white Americans commit murder in another country, the American government, the American embassy, the consulate, they work all the way through. And they, uh, you know, they send a lawyer who works all the way through with the person involved, right? But here, uh, they went hands off when it was one other American national who was wanted for murder, and now they came hands off to uh, when it comes to Khatija Shah, right? Uh, and they, and now we we've been berating Canadian government and Canadian embassy, but actually we will still continue to berate Canadian embassy and all because. There are many dual national holders, uh, nationality holders in Pakistan, most of whom are Canadian, and they too are suffering in Pakistan at the hands of the government because uh, many of them are PTI members, voters, and supporters. And remember, over 10,000 
of them, uh, of, of PTI members and supporters are in jail right now and they're being tortured and injured. And obviously many of them are Canadian nationals. Some of them are Australian nationals. So Australia is actually showing some concern, some activity, some movement, but I have not seen any activity, any movement from the Canadian government, the Canadian embassy. Similarly, America suddenly decides that yes, uh, use Khatija Shah all you want to make an example out of PTI because we want to destroy PTI. So it doesn't matter if she's an American national. Yeah, well, shame on you. Again, why? I would ask you the same question that I asked Canada. Why would anybody want an American passport if the American government is not there to support its nationals, to protect its nationals? Remember that America is already, already it, um, it has one of our women uh, who they falsely, charged and then they falsely uh, put i mean through all those false charges they put her to trial they kidnapped her from pakistani airport they kidnapped her children and then they had the gall they had the gall to uh, have her children taken away by three different families in three different countries which with great difficulty Afia Siddiqui's sister went looking for those kids and she found them. And again, if it wasn't for Imran Khan, Pakistan would never have known of the existence of Afia Siddiqui in the first place. He is the one who highlighted this issue. He is the one who told us about it. He and, and the other journalist, they worked, and a human rights activist, they worked together to highlight Afia Siddiqui's plight. And our government, when we caught Raymond Davis, the CIA agent, who was, who was going around running loose like a mad dog, insanely killing innocent people in the streets of Pakistan. This was our golden opportunity to exchange him for Afia Siddiqui. But because the people in our government that time were the American minions, the American fifth columnists, the American slaves and dogs, they just handed over Raymond Davis just like that to America. And they did not even think, they forget thinking, they did not even bother to talk about exchanging him with Afya Siddiqui. Right? And they, similarly, when Zardari ordered the army to stand down when America sent its drones to allegedly uh, kill Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden has been killed like three times already. He was killed in, during Benazir's time. Then he was killed again during another government's time. And now for the third time, suddenly Obama, just to create his ratings, he decided to, you know, kill a dead man for a third time. Seriously, how many times are you going to make Osama bin Laden alive? And how many times are you going to kill him? And that whole charade, that whole show, that whole drama, that you put forward in front of the American public. I mean, seriously, if any of them knew what actually happened here in Pakistan, uh, I think they wouldn't even know if they should laugh or cry or just shoot themselves dead. Seriously, because the house that they that they just you know bombed, Osama wasn't even there. Um, our army was asked to stand down and to allow those drones to uh, to attack that abandoned house right and to kill whoever was in there even though it wasn't osama and the army was extremely angry at that point but oh suddenly that time the army decided not to go against zardari you know the army had no choice but to listen 
uh, to Zardari's orders. Why why didn't the army suddenly decide that it needs to topple the government and it need it needs to you know uh, do something about it and and it needs to uh, get involved? Why? So it's very convenient, isn't it? It's very convenient that the army suddenly remembers its place when when Zardari is the president or the army remembers its place when Nawaz Sharif is in power, but the army do, doesn't. Uh, doesn't care about uh, its place or uh, it doesn't it doesn't mind entering into politics when it's Imran Khan seriously so if that again does not prove the fact that the army is also basically a traitor and an anti-state institution um, and that has gone rogue and that it's working for a foreign element then I don't know what does okay it's as simple as that so it means the army is serving people not a nation Right, it's serving certain individuals, who in turn are serving another country. But the army is not serving the public from, I mean, the public that is actually paying them, right? And then the army says that the public is angry and the and the public has a misunderstanding because of Imran Khan. No, we don't. We have no misunderstandings whatsoever. It is a fact that the army has time and again committed treason. It is a fact that the institution has gone rogue time and again. And it is a fact that if an institution fails to deliver, it needs to be dismantled and it needs to be revamped. It's as simple as that. So now uh, uh, they try to put the murder case, as we know, of the lawyer on Imran Khan. But now there's another thing that they're trying to brew. And that is so beyond ridiculous that I don't even know how to say it, is that they're now thinking of how to put the death of Arshad Sharif, which we all know, we all know that it was ordered by Maryam Nawaz. And because we're questioning the status of Maryam Nawaz, we're questioning in what capacity was she allowed to order his death and in what capacity did the CIA follow those, uh, did the ISI follow those orders and in what capacity did they share the information with the CIA and, and they both worked together to kill him in Kenya. And because we are asking these questions, so now they're thinking of how to put his death on Imran Khan too. Seriously? And now Imran Riaz Khan, the other journalist that they have kidnapped, which they suddenly sometimes sent to Afghanistan and sometimes they said, I mean, he is in Lahore. We all know he's in Lahore and he's still in Lahore and he is with the ISI and he needs to be brought back. So Harim Shah has actually made another threat here too. She has told them to produce him or she is going to let viral some more videos, some very damning videos of people concerned in the government. And as it is, she has also uh, hinted that uh, the next video that she's going to release is that of Maryam Nawaz. And as we all know, Maryam Nawaz is, uh, she is a very notorious person. She was always very notorious for her uh, alcoholism and her partying and her, you know, semi-nude outfits and all. So no matter how much she tries to, you know, again, I'll tell you the reason why. The reason why Harim Shah is doing this and the reason why the public is with Harim Shah doing this is there is a limit to everything, okay? Um, Maryam Nawaz constantly uh, berating uh, Imran Khan and then Maryam Nawaz and her goons uh, trying to character assassinate uh, Imran Khan and his wife. Um, and then the fact that they, you know, did that character assassination with Jemima Khan. And the fact that Maryam, uh, Maryam's family, you know, Nawaz Sharif, Nawaz Sharif family was behind 
all defamation and slanders of all women uh, in uh, all the important women in our uh, politics from Benazir to Imran Khan's wife Jemima to Imran Khan's present wife Bushra to other PTI females the fact that they have always attacked females uh, shows what gutter snipes they are you know uh, the fact that they have always tried to assassinate the characters of the females and of the wives of, of their rivals and of their rivals who are females is a testament to what kind of gutter snipes they are. Um, they, these worms, they think that they can go around saying anything and then they use abusive language. The fact that the PMLN members have constantly used abusive language, very explicit language with women, no less, both in England and in Pakistan. The fact that in England they have been abusing women in restaurants, on the streets, um, and at the uh, I'm amazed that England is letting that happen. I'm amazed that the British government is letting that happen, that they have ensued violence against uh, peaceful protesters even in England. They have abused women in England. They have... Um, you know, verbally, I'm talking, they verbally abused, and they have actually tried to be physical even with some of those women there. And you're you're telling me that the police wasn't even there, that the British police actually did not even know that this was going on. Seriously, I mean, uh, has England become Pakistan now, where the where these Pakistanis are in another country where there is rule of law? And yet they are violating that rule of law. And I do not see them going to jail. I do not see them. Uh, being handcuffed, I do not see the the police coming and intervening. In my experience, uh, when I've lived there, when I lived in England, in my experience, the police was always very quick to come, even if you pulled a lady's hair. I remember that very well, that even if you pulled a lady's hair, within five minutes, the police would track you down and track that lady down and ask what happened. So why is it that these people have been verbally abusing women in on the streets of London and they have even tried to be physical with some of the men and women, uh, uh, you know, and you were there. I did not see you there in any of the footages. I did not see the British police in any of the, the London police in any of the footages. Why? Is this mini Pakistan now? Seriously? No, that, I mean, that's why I just don't want even want to go back to England, to be honest. I'm like, you know what? I might as well just stay in this darn shithole if I'm just going to go into another shithole. So there is that as well. So the fact that the the um, the politicians uh, who are part of actually you will not see that in People's Party. In People's Party, they do not at least openly abuse women and other people like that. They have at least that much sense in them. But the Nawashri Noonli people, these these Kashmiri people who are all around them, I'm sorry. Um, the fact that they are so abusive, the Nundigye, they are so abusive, and that especially when it comes to women, they start abusing them. Well, you know what? Two can, be, two can play the same game. You think that because these are decent people, obviously people from scum, you know, people who come from scum, they uh, always uh, take pride in, in being gutter snipes, you know, their whole pride is in the fact that they can be abusive and they can be loud and they think that educated people, uh, you know, will back off or back down. But let me tell you one thing again, let me remind you, you're messing with the wrong generation. This is a generation 
that can very easily stoop to your level just in order to beat you. Okay, we may be decent people, we may be very educated people, we may not like to use abusive language in our daily lives, but we damn well know how to use abusive language. And when we would, because at the end of the day, for example, we are also Punjabis, by the way, Punjabis and not know how to use abusive language. Where do you live? You try abusing a Punjabi woman and you just see what she does to you. She will just give it to you. She will give it to you so bad that you will end up in the hospital. So don't think that you're just that because we are educated and because we are decent people who come from decent families that you can suddenly, you know, uh, bark like insane, crazy dogs and use abusive language and be violent and we're going to back off. No, as these girls in jail have proved, they're not backing down. Maybe your men are those khusres who can, you know, like Fawad Chaudhary and all, who are just running here and running there and all. The men maybe cannot bear it, but I think you've forgotten that the women are those women are those people who give birth. Do you know what that means? Do you know the pain of labor? Do you know the pain of giving birth? A man could die with just 2% of that pain. So who are you dealing with? Who do you think you're dealing with when you think that the women will cower? No, especially not this generation, not my generation, not the generation after mine. We are even badder and bolder than you guys. Do you think that just abusing us is going to is going to put us, you know, is going to make us say, okay, yeah, this is shit. We're not going to go to shit because shit is dirty. Yeah, no, well, let me tell you, we know how to grab that shit and put it back right into your asshole. That's exactly who and what we are. So you need to be very careful who you're messing with. You think you can just start abusing women and then they're not going to say or do anything to you? A day can come when we'll just probably kill you in your sleep. You better be extremely careful who you're messing with. So these girls who have been in jail for 29 days, um, who have been subjected to all kinds of mental, psychological, and sometimes even physical um, torture, um, they uh, are still, in, they've not been broken down. They're still in full spirits. And in fact, yesterday, there was a bit of a good news that the the judge but then that's the thing is the we don't know because they've not the police have not been listening to the judge the the judges the illegal government has been violating the constitution and violating the judiciary so we don't know again if they're going to do something or not but as long as far as the the court is concerned the court said that the case against these girls could not even be made and so their detainment was also <clears throat> basically wrong um, it shouldn't have, they could, they could not have even detained them. Why and how they detained them doesn't make sense. And the judges also said that you need to make the, the people aware through the media as well that this has been, you know, that this has been uh, extremely ridiculous and pathetic and it doesn't make any sense and it's a violation of their basic human rights as well. And we are not going to allow that. And so according to the judge, these girls need to be sent home. Obviously, the word bail was used, but the judge basically wanted that this, these cases should be dropped at all costs because according to the judge, there really is no case. And yes, see, because we found out that actually the, the girls like Salam and Taiba, the only reason that they were actually put in jail was because on social media, they called Mariam Nawaz auntie. Seriously, you're a freaking grandmother now. You should just thank your lucky stars. They call you auntie. You what is wrong with you people seriously so i mean and then you're talking about fascism this is called fascism this is called dictatorship that 
somebody is calling you auntie, you don't even have a political status here, by the way. In what capacity, I would ask that again, in what capacity are you giving orders to the Punjab police? How is it that the Punjab police is taking orders directly from Maryam Nawaz, who has no political standing, no status, no position in the parliament, no position in the Senate, no position in the assembly. She is nothing, no one. She has no standing. She has no stance. She has no status. And then yet it is her command. So what? You sold the country to Maryam? I thought that the Zardari declared himself king. And he came to Lahore, especially on Maryam's turf, to declare himself king. And I've been now asking this question, is that are the two dogs going to fight over their turf? Is, is, is the Sharif family going to fight with the Zadari family? Remember, these two are basically organized crime families. So are these two families going to fight over their turf? Or is the princess going to bow down to the king? Because she's a princess, but Zadari declared himself king. So... Are they going to fight? Are these dogs going to fight over the turf? Or has the bitch bowed to the king? That's what I want to know. So there's that. Now, another thing is that uh, the next cases uh, of Dr. Yasmin is also the lawyer is the same and she's expecting Dr. Yasmin also to be once again. Because remember, uh, the, the judges had already thrown the case out of Dr. Yasmin, but the police keeps on dragging Dr. Yasmin, who is actually very sick and very old. So again, this is your Pakistan, right? This is this is your PDM's Pakistan, where you disrespect the old, you disrespect the women, and you disrespect the children. You do realize that you just proved my point that I've been making over the years, that you're not even Muslims, right? Because in Islam, the Prophet has said it very clearly, that he who disrespects the old, who disrespects the young, who disrespects the women, is not amongst us. It means he's not a Muslim. So the, according to Islam, you're not Muslims anyway. And now you've already proved you're not Muslims because you don't believe in God. I mean, if you did believe in God, you wouldn't be doing the things you do. To you, God is money. Your God is money. And I would love to see that money ooze out of every single orifice of yours in hell. I would really love to see that. And it will happen. It will happen. Your God is going to ooze out of every single orifice of your body. And you are just going to keep on vomiting and shitting money. And it will last forever. Because again, remember, this is something which you people don't seem to realize and understand. The good thing about this life is it's temporary. Okay? It means whatever is going on will end. Whatever we're going through will end. The pain will end. Happiness will end, the good, the bad, everything will end when we die. Okay, so death is actually a respite. Why? Because when we wake up after our death and we go back to the life we came from, our real life, remember, our real life that we actually came from, when we're going to go back to that life, in that life there is no death. That is forever. So you know what that means, right? It means you will never get a break. There is no break. There is no respite. So I would love to see you live in infinity in hell. That is the only thing right now that is keeping me, uh, you know, that is that is a positive thing in my mind. You know, is that, okay, at least I'm going to see you people get screwed forever, nonstop, 
without any break, without any respite. But because you don't believe it, actually, you don't even you think that after you die, everything is just finished, and there is no God, and there is no life hereafter. Well, I'm going to enjoy seeing your faces then. I would like, I would love to see what kind of excuses you're going to make. Because remember, if the excuse you're going to make is that oh, we're Muslims, you're not Muslims, you're already ousted. Islamically, you're already out. So you're not Muslims, you're not even hypocrites anymore. So you're basically fucked for eternity. And I'm going to be there to see that. We're all going to be there to see that. We're going to see you being... Right now, you are having fun humiliating people. We're going to see you get humiliated in front of the whole universe. And already, actually, God is giving you a taste of your own medicine. He's reminding you his existence where you were too busy fabricating nude uh, videos and exposing them online of your political rivals. But Harim Shah actually has a gold mine here. She has original, original, real, genuine videos of you people, naked and exposed, and she's exposing you all online. Kudos to her, seriously. As she said, oh, that you know, two can play at that game. As she said, you are, you have so much fun. Uh, stripping women naked? Let me strip you naked in front of the whole world. Two can play the same game. So kudos to her and you deserve it. You deserve every single thing. Rana and Molana and Mariam Nawaz and Hina and Rifat. You all deserve every single thing that's coming your way. I hope she throws out more videos and the more explicit the better so that you have that taste of your own medicine. Although as we know, um, those who are Begharat, those who have no self-respect, they don't care even if they're disrespected. But still, it's going to be wonderful for the rest of us. Uh, so also another tiny, uh, just although I don't know if I should mention it or not, but I mean, this is a, another sort of a development is that they were going to arrest Imran Khan as he predicted. All these cars came rushing in, uh, screaming in, and all these police were about to you know, arrest him. But suddenly, for some odd reason, they decided to back off. Why? We'll talk about this next time because my podcast has already gone too long and I really do not like to make it long. So this is me signing out. Ciao, ciao. Khuda Hafiz.